Hello and welcome to the UK Personal Finance Show with Phil Anderson, the podcast designed to give you all the financial advice you'll ever need. This is episode 95, where in a moment we chat what I own and where it's kept. That's today's show topic, and it's on the way, like I say, in just a second. But please bear in mind, if you have a general financial query, you're in the right place because we have an enormous resource of free advice right here. And you can access it all simply through delving into our back catalogue of shows. Because in our programmes today, we feature loads of stuff, pensions, investing, life insurance, loads, you name it, we've done it pretty much. Last week, we looked at inflation. Remember, we can drill down and focus on broadly anything forensically. Find the UK Personal Finance Show with Phil Anderson on Apple or wherever you get your podcasts, and you'll get us there. Like I say, an enormous resource, all available for free. Find our previous shows after listening to this one and have a binge on what you need. While you're there, if you could rate and review us, for instance, you could tell us what we need to address to help you out and follow the show. And in that way, you'll get that episode when we record it next time. I'm John Ellis, and with me as always, the star of our show, Phil Anderson. Hi, Phil. Hi, John. How are you today? Good, thank you. Now, we mentioned this in passing in a number of shows, and because we have it, it's, it's kind of taken on a life of its own, hasn't it? It's a document you have at your financial advice business, Simple idea in principle, but all the best ones are. It's called What I Have and Where It's Kept, and it's a record of the important things in your life, financial and otherwise, and where you store them. So that really, in the event of anything happening to you, or if you maybe forget where you put an item, you can refer to this document for backup. And so can any of your relatives, should it be necessary, makes things a lot easier both for yourself and, and any possible executor coming in to, to carry out your instructions, right? Yeah, that's it. We we get a lot of requests for for this. I've mentioned it on quite a, a number of different podcasts that we've recorded over the last couple of years. And honestly, I, I would say every few days I get somebody getting in touch requesting that I send them it. So I thought we'll do a show on it today, just on on the document, what's in it, why it's good to have, and and I say life life can become overwhelming at times, and and it's easy to lose track of your financial position. So having everything recorded in the one place can be a, a really good idea. And, it's a really important document and it helps you keep track of things like your bank accounts, maybe life insurance policies, your mortgage details if you have one. You can even write down who your bills are with. And I just thought to help people keep track of it, Phil Anderson Financial Services, we call it the personal finance record or on previous podcasts we've said what I own and where it's kept document so if anybody wants a copy of it just send us an email and i, I can either send you out one in the post or a, a word document but it, it's great it enables you just to track all your finance or financial information in, in one place and as i say we've got it as a printed document now or word document the, the great thing with the word document is that it's easy to store in your computer and it's nice because you can just edit that as you go along mm-hmm. as well so it's it's really good to to have it in that format Because here's the thing, Phil, whenever we talk about it, and I know because I've sat here doing it myself, we'll be looking at a specific thing, let's say pensions, and I'll drift off for a second trying to figure out where the paperwork might be for my pension. And I'll hope it's in that drawer that we all have. You know, it's that drawer. We just assume everything important will be in so we can keep our our minds more readily at ease. What this document actually does is create some structure around that shambles of a plan. But Phil, the thing is, if I ever do need to find something, some sort of financial document, and I can't, you know, what my next move's going to be, I'm going to phone you. <laughs> so why, why is it so important that we have something like this so that you can keep your phone lines free to use? It's good just to, to know 
like what you've got and where it's kept. Also good for others. I mean, you, you mentioned like executors earlier and if you were to die, I'd say it's like, I, I know what it's like. I, I've not had, fortunately not had to do that with my parents, but I, I know I've seen them have to do it with, with like their parents and trying to find what somebody's got and where it's kept. It can be an absolute nightmare and really time consuming. But by having a document like this, you've got everything, a record all in one place. So it makes life much simpler if anybody's needing to find that out in, in the future. But it's also a good starting point for people when they're reviewing their own finances. F financial advisors do something with clients called a fact find, and that's where they find out about them. And part of that covers a lot of this, like what they've got already in, in place. But I mean, financial advisors are going into a lot more detail with, with other things. But for, for clients, having this document, it, it's really good. And, and I, I've been to see a couple of folk lately and they didn't have a clue about their finances. They had debts. They didn't know what they had, how much they were paying out. And something like this, if you've got the details there, it just, I don't know, from a stress point of view as well. I mean, if, if you don't know what you've got and what you're paying out for everything, it's going to give you a bit more stress. Whereas if you know, right, I've got this and I'm paying out this, it just gives you a little bit more of a, a handle on things. So this document, it really just gives you a starting place to record what you have, and, and just as importantly, where it's kept as well. And But when I mention about debts, if, if you don't know what you've got, a good starting point for that is to get a copy of your credit file. You, you can get a free report. There's a, a website called Credit Karma. Um, another one you could try is one called Check My File, although they give you a 30-day free trial. So it's important to remember once the 30 days are up to cancel it or else you'll get charged. But if you get a copy of your credit report from there, it'll be good. It'll tell you information about things like any debts that, that you've got, different on the savings side, because that's the, you need to find out that from, from different places. But if you have got debts and you're not sure what you've got, getting a copy of the credit file can be really good. Okay, before we get on to exactly what's in here and break it down a little bit, Phil, one thing that did cross my mind as I was looking through it and seeing the various areas for bank accounts and pensions and credit cards and loans and all of that was, yes, it's very comprehensive, but equally... Were you doing this for sake of ease? If someone else got their hands in it, it's an absolute, this is your life, access to everything you've got. So you'd have to keep it maybe hidden somewhere safe or maybe even yeah. in a safe, wouldn't you? I know. That's it. You don't want, I mean, if you've got all your information on one document, you don't want that falling into the wrong hands. I mean, in this sort of day and age, we've got a lot of scams, scammers, hackers. So it is, it's important that you keep the document in a, a safe place, whether that's, a physical copy of it or a, an online that you maybe got it saved on your computer somewhere. But like you say, John, if, if it falls into the wrong hands, it then means that somebody's got all your details. So I, I would say one, once you've completed the checklist, make sure that maybe your next akin's aware of its existence. And like if you're storing it digitally, you want to clearly name the document so it can be found easy. You might even want to put a like password protect it. But mm. again, maybe for like your next akin, you might say to them, "Look, this is it's important for them to know where that document is is kept in case they ever need to get their hands on it." But yeah, definitely want to keep it safe. I mean, I I've got at home a lot of my documents are are just held in a box. And I suppose really I should try and make that more secure because it's the same. It's got all the kids' birth certificates in it bank statements, it's got pension statements, it's got loads of things in there. So it is, it's, it's important in this day and age to, to protect all the things you've got. And, and even online passwords, make sure you change them regularly as well. All these computer hackers and scammers, they'll, they'll, they just go to 
any length to try and steal people's mm, details. Absolutely. Should just mention the end of today's episode, we will give out details of how you can get one of these yourself if you think it sounds handy. Phil's always dishing them out for free, so we'll, we'll give you all the contact details in order for you to get your own. Okay, Phil, assuming I've taken all sensible precautions with regard to, to storing this safely, what exactly is in the document? I mean, I notice it's not all just financial stuff. There's practical areas in there for, for handy numbers for your doctor, solicitor yeah. and the like. That's it. Yeah, we've, we've included some handy areas. So information such as key contacts, checklists. So on there, you, you can put down, if you've got a financial advisor, you can put their details down, a solicitor, accountant. Quite quite often, again, it's, it's handy. I mean, in this digital age i mean you can look up phone numbers quite easily online for for people but you could just having everything in one place more so if anything happens to you it then means that your family have got information like right who was their solicitor i mean i, I remember i mean I, I know who my mom and dad's solicitor was but years ago it would have been easy to forget that likewise if somebody's got their own business you might think right i want to speak to their accountant is their tax affairs all up to date and in order. So there, there's a lot of good reasons why you've got all of that sort of things down. So yeah, to start with in the document, it's got that sort of key contacts page. There's then a page for like any bank account details. And, and then you can also record details, any debts such as credit cards, loans, mortgages. So um, that, that's the, the first couple of pages in there. And then it, it's got sections where you can record your, your savings and investments, ISAs, shares, bits that cover premium bonds, national savings and investments. It's really thorough because there might be something that you that's easy to miss. That, mm. That's it. And, and it's good as well because there's plenty of sections for notes. So you can add in notes if you thought, right, uh, why did I do this or do that? You can just add a note in next to it as well, which is really good. So that, that's the first sort of few pages that this document has. So all the accounts towards the front, the banks, building societies, all of that. And this, I find, is a bit like having passwords for various accounts online. When you sit down to actually think about how many there are, you freak yourself out a little bit. And chances are you, you're going to forget the details of some or, or not have them exactly to hand. I think you mentioned a couple of sites a moment or two ago that, that might be able to help. Is there anything you can do? Let's say you lose details for your pension, for instance. Is there something that you can do or, or a place, a site that you can go? Yeah, that's it. I mean, one, one of the things that we did previously was we, I, I know for pensions, we, we covered one of our episodes. We did a show with Robert Cochran from Scottish Widows. That was episode 59. We, we did a whole show on, on tracing pensions. Probably the, the best place to go. I mean, you could speak to your financial advisor to try and get help with, with that. But using the official government website for tracing pensions is a, a really good thing to do. The website address is www.gov.uk slash find dash pension dash contact dash details so it's a really good place if you're if you've maybe got pensions and you've lost track of them that that's a great place to, to go but episode 59 of the podcast we did a whole show on on tracing pensions so that one's maybe a worth a, a listen for for some people but when you're trying to look at what to include in this document a lot of folk pay things out and they didn't really know what they've got. So I often tell people, go and have a look at all your direct debits that you've got going out and then try and find out what they're for. And I've seen it in the past where people have been paying two home insurance policies, folk that have had 
mobile phone insurance they, they've had for a phone that was like 10 years old. I've, I've came across all that <laughs> kind of thing. So <laughs> I'm, it, I'm making ticks in my head I thinking, know. yeah, I've probably done that, probably done that. Is it, it, just checking off like your, your income and outgoings is, is often a, a good place mm-hmm. to, to kind of start as well. And then I mentioned about getting a copy of your credit file if you've got debts. It, it can give you a lot of information. It would usually show any mortgage details, credit cards, loans, so you can maybe find out providers. And it's easy for people to lose track of things because providers, are, all these insurance companies are often getting taken over by one another. And mm-hmm. you maybe had a policy one day with one company and then it becomes somebody else. And it's easy to lose track of what you've got and who it's actually with as well. And if you do have investments and pensions, it's a good idea to log details, even as your annual statements come in, if you don't know what you have. So you might get your annual pension statement in, or you might have a, a bank or building society account, and they'll maybe write to you. And again, that's that's one good thing with this document is it'll change over time. I mean, it can and it will sort of change. And if you're starting to complete it, you don't have to complete it all in one go. I mean, for some people, you can just add to it as you go along if, if you find that easier. The the good thing with it is once it is complete, though, you've then got a really good picture of what your financial position is. And again, um, speaking as someone who's who's going through probate right now for a, a recently departed family member, the idea of this document, keeping a note on all the important things we needed to get our hands on that, that could make the process simpler is an absolute godsend. I mean, I wish we'd had this. And it's not morbid collecting this stuff and leaving it for, for an executor who's a family member, is it? I mean, you're actually making their job so much easier. Oh, I'm thinking here um, more specifically when it comes to things like looking at the value of your estate for inheritance tax purposes. Yeah, that's it. I mean, you're right. I mean, if this sort of document makes things much easier for the likes of an executor if you pass away. And if if you've got, let's say, your solicitor as the executor, I mean, they're going to be charging your estate a fee yeah. for sorting things out. And the longer it takes them to sort things out, the higher the fee to your, your estate is going to be as well. So a document like this can save a lot of time and money in, in the future. And what I would say is make sure that, I mean, if it is an executor or or a close family member, make sure they know how to access the document. That's that's one of the main things because if it's on your computer and nobody knows how to get to it, then that's negative can I help nobody in, in that sort of situation. But and as I mentioned, we, we've got some nice shiny printed copies of this document as well. So if you would rather have printed document rather than a digital one, I mean the digital one's great. It's a word document so you can edit it. But I know some people prefer to have things hard copies of stuff so if anybody wants that again I'll, I'll post it out and there's there's no charge for that also there phil a section about details of other contracts for things like mobile phones utilities and the like anything specific that we need to think about or keep in mind here yeah i mean again that's a, a really handy section because it's good just to know what you you've got and it's easy to forget who you've got things with and and what you actually have as I mentioned, I've seen it in the past where people have had two like buildings insurance policies. I've seen it where folk have had these like mobile phone insurances and things that are phones that they had 10 years ago. So a, a really good tip for this section, I always find is to also put dates of when your contracts end with the various providers. For example, you might have a, a two-year contract on your mobile phone and quite often 
a portion of that money that you're paying will go towards the price of the, the phone. So at the end of that contract, you might be able to switch to a cheaper tariff. So if you've got that written down in that section saying, right, I've got my mobile phone with such and such, there you, you can put like your account number, contact details for them. But if, if you also then just put a notice to when that contract is up, when you're looking at this document in the future, it's all right, that's up in such and such a month. So uh, it's good. And, and you can do that with, with gas, electricity, broadband. And it's easy in this day and age just to default on to, to sort of standard tariffs. Mm -hmm. and, and it's easy to be complacent with stuff like that as well. So by recording the dates of when your contracts end, it just prompts you to, to review things as well. So again, that's just another benefit of, of this sort of thing. Yeah, a good handy tip, that one. As I said earlier, it's not just a financial document, this. It's a practical sort of savvy little booklet that focuses on other things as well, yeah. like your funeral preferences, wills, and powers of attorney. Effectively, all that good stuff that kicks in once you snuff it. Now, <laughs> do you have to fill all of this out instantly, Phil? No, that's it. I mean, like so some people won't fill in certain sections. I mean, we, we've put in a section that you can even record details of like organizations and clubs that you're your members of. So it really does go into a lot of detail. And I mean, for example, some people don't like to think about dying, or it might be that they've never really thought whether they want to be buried or cremated. So it, it it just it just prompts people to kind of have a think about things. And if there's any sections of it you think, oh, that's not, I'll come back to that later, or I don't know what to think about that just now, then that's it. You, you can do that as well. But I mean, that, that's a good thing with, with this is that you, you don't have to complete all of it. You can choose to, to complete as much or, or as little of this document, recording things as you wish. And it is a good document to prompt you on things. So you mentioned there things like, so funeral planning, wills, powers of attorney. I mean, we've done, again, shows on, on giving a plug to, to some of our past episodes, but we've done various podcasts on wills, funeral plans, powers of attorney. So if somebody's looking to find out more about each of those areas, we, we have got previous shows they can go back and listen to. But I mean, for, for wills, it's the same as this document. If if someone doesn't know where it's kept, then how can they kind of fulfill your, your wishes? So it's, it's an important point. We've mentioned it a, a few times today, but it is, it's a great document. You can document things like gifts you've made during your lifetime. That can be handy for, for things like inheritance tax purposes. Mm -hmm. You can have beneficiary contact details then there. There's a page again for funeral arrangements. But what I would say with stuff like that is that, again, if, if it takes somebody a while to get their hands on this document, your funeral might be done and dusted by the time <laughs> somebody sees it. So but it, yeah. it's good just to think. It, it's a good prompt to think about all of these sort of things as well. I guess the only thing that's worse than having to guess what, you know, your your loved one would have wanted and then going ahead and planning the, the whole occasion would be then finding this document afterwards and discovering that you were completely wrong and you were, you were way <laughs> off base. So uh, please leave it somewhere where uh, it, it can be found and make them aware of it. And, and that, I can't stress this enough, Phil, maybe because it's been in my life in the in the recent past. The idea of filling in the areas about your will and powers of attorney and things like that, it might seem morbid to you right now, but it's so, so helpful when it comes to this sort of thing actually yeah, being actioned. I know. I, I've seen it through work so many times where I mean, we, we're fortunate in the office that we, we deal with a lot of families so, so you'll maybe deal with the parents, then you deal with their kids, but that, that's not always the case. And it's sometimes the 
like people will get in touch with us saying, look, did my relative have anything or somebody gets solicitors getting in touch, try to track things down and all of that. It can be really time consuming, but also there, especially if solicitors involved, there can be quite a, an expense with, with that as well. And mm. not only, I mean, this document also has sections where you can list vehicles, properties that you own, right? There's an insurance section as well. So again, you, you can put down details of like your, your home insurance, car insurance, all, all the various things there. And also good, it just prompts you to review all of these things from time to time as well. Okay, good stuff. Now, like I say, the uh, the details on how you can get yours coming up fairly soon. But right now, let's get into the part of the show where you share your own life story, Phil. What have you got regarding this one on, on what I own and where it's kept? Yeah, I mean, at, at the moment, I've got a box as I mentioned, with, with everything in it, I bought it for Asda for a couple of pounds years ago. And <laughs> I think I've actually got three boxes now. So it's it's not just one in there. I've got all like my car registration documents. I've got birth certificates, letters that I've kept. Every now and again, I have a clear out and I think, right, what do I need to keep and what can, can It's like go. a Blue Peter time capsule. <laughs> is, oh, it really is. Oh, the stuff... For, for years ago and, and there, there's some things I keep for kind of more sentimental value yeah. as well. But I, I keep everything there. My, my family knows that it's there. If they, they know, right, if we need to find an important document, it's likely to be in that kind of box. But as I, I, I really need to fill in this for myself. It wouldn't take me too long to fill it in because I know where most of my stuff kind of is at the moment. But you get the odd thing. I mean, I, every now and again, I, I moved a dress not that long ago, but well, within a year. And I got through a thing, Nationwide Building Society the other day. It's actually an account in my oldest son's name, but it, or it's his money, but I think the account's in my name. And I thought, oh, I forgot to change, forgot all about that account. There's not a lot <laughs> in it, but enough to, to kind of think, right, at some point I'll give him that money and he can do what he pleases with it. But it just shows that's how easy it is to lose track of something. You, you move home, you maybe forget to change an address where you, pension provider or that so it is good to have everything recorded in the one place it just makes things a little bit easier for people i think you've done a pretty good job of selling this phil especially considering <laughs> it's free uh, we'll we also this bit as well you find inspiration through various people you admire and you do love a quote what have you got in the subject of today's show what i own and where it's kept a benjamin franklin quote i think we've had a few for him and over mm. the, the him and warren buffett would be up there and i thought <laughs> for every minute spent organizing an hour is earned. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> I bet you his place was immaculate. Uh-huh. Now, uh, Phil is really keen on trying to help you with your financial queries. If you want to email a question to us, please do. And as always, we can ask them anonymously if you wish. Let's get on to this week's contact details for the What I Own and Where It's Kept uh, form coming up after this. Hi, Phil. I was recently made redundant and have a lump sum as part of my settlement, which I'm considering investing. I've heard you say before you like to diversify, and that makes sense to me. I'd like to have some property to lease out, some stocks and shares, and I'm open to anything else I might be missing out on. Will a financial advisor make me aware of all types of opportunity out there as a matter of course, or do I have to go in knowing roughly what I'd like to do? Yeah, financial advisors will cover a lot of different things with you. One thing I will say about financial advisors is that they do tend to focus more on investments such as shares, bonds, stock market related kind of products. You, you will find some some won't mention about like maybe buying a property and, and leasing it out. But one thing that I would say 
is if you have just been made redundant, one question I would be asking if I was speaking to them would be, like, can you afford to get by without a wage or will you need to access some of that money? Is it better to keep some of that maybe on a short-term deposit as opposed to investing it for, for the long term? I mean, if you go and buy a property, the money is tied up and you would need to sell it to, to release that cash. So, But I do always think it is worth considering various things and property over the years has tended to be like over a longer period of time has tended to do really well. I mean, there is still good demand for, for homes. The population is still growing, but good to look at all the, the various options. So, and like I say, I'm always a great believer in diversifying as well. Okay, so the uh, diversifying, good idea, but be mindful of what you might need for yourself going forward. Definitely. Next up, here's one from Alison in the Borders. She says, hi, Phil, I have a few credit cards with some balances outstanding, which I'm no longer able to pay off completely every month. There's nothing significant on any one card, but I'm wondering if it might be worthwhile taking out a loan to cover paying them all off so I have one more manageable monthly payment. Yeah, it's certainly worth considering. Um, if you're a property owner as well, you might be able to consider maybe remortgaging to consolidate debts or a, a secured loan as well. So there's probably a few different options you, you can look at. One thing I would say is the longer you pay a debt over, the more interest you're likely to pay. However, consolidating debts into one, it can often help more in the short term with, with affordability. So definitely something worth considering for, for Alison there. Okay, I would just say as well, before you get in touch with a question, you might want to take a look at our back catalogue because we've covered a fair few topics so far and we might have touched on what you're interested in. I'm John Ellis. Thank you for joining us for the UK Personal Finance Show with Phil Anderson. If you feel you need a helping hand with anything we've been discussing or anything else of a monetary matter, find Phil for finance. Search Phil Anderson Financial Services online or join the Facebook group for the show. Search Personal Finance Community. That's Personal Finance Community on Facebook. Phil's on Twitter and LinkedIn too. Or why not email Phil a question he can answer on a future show or get in touch to get one of these booklets for yourself, what I own and where it's kept. In either instance, the address that you need is phil at philandersonfinancial.co.uk. phil at philandersonfinancial.co.uk. Send them your question or your request for the book, and Phil could be answering it in an upcoming podcast in terms of the question. And please be assured we won't use your real name if that's what you prefer. Remember, if you find this useful, please rate and recommend us. Please follow us on Apple or wherever you get your podcasts. That way you'll get us every week with the info you want when you need it. You'll get all the links you need on Phil's social media. Good luck with your money. Phil's doing his best to help make that cash go further. We'll see you next time. And thanks for listening. Thanks, John. 